Experience worship. True worship. Experience the word. Bringing you wholeness. Experience the warmth of fellowship. Experience wholeness at Lighthouse. Join us every Sunday and Wednesday at the Lighthouse. House 7, Plot 2 Stroke 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. Visit our website at www.lighthousenergy.org or contact us at info at lighthousenergy.org. The Lighthouse, lighting your pathway to destiny. Praise God. Well, as we begin to uh, step down on this, um, I want us to do something tonight. I want to connect what I'm about to share just briefly, and then people can talk about it. I want to talk about knowing the love of God, knowing the love of God. I think it's very critical uh, to emphasize this. Uh, so, um, we, we are born into families. We have seen things happen in our family life. Uh, maybe for some of us, things are still happening. Uh, that is not uh, looking good in that real sense. But now you are in the kingdom of God. Now you are a believer. Now you are a born-again believer. You've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Uh, as your Savior, and then your Lord is the Lord of your life, and then you have been engrafted into what the Bible says, the family of God. It said, Colossians 1.13 says, we've been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear own son. Uh, in Ephesians, he said, uh, we, we, he said, I bow my knees. I think Ephesians 3.15 or 16 about my needs uh, to the Father mm, of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named. So we belong to the family of God. And so even though in the natural family, Ephesians 3.15, thank you, even though in the natural family we may not have experienced, for example, the subject tonight, love as it were. I mean, I've heard stories of people who don't even know, I mean, their dad, all through their life, maybe up till now, they have never hugged them. Uh, hug is a means of showing affection. So, uh, it, it, it's something that is missing all through. And uh, there are people who also grow up in family where even the public display of affection is not, is not a common thing. Uh, like in some family, if you do well, I mean, in some family, they never commend people, but they can beat. So the time that a child will do well, sometimes a part at the back of that child can make a whole world of difference. Um, so there are certain things which we have onboarding in the course of this teaching. And then one thing about onboarding them is for us to now make up our mind that this is how to live. So if I've never been hugged in my life, if I'm privileged to be married, 
I want to hug my spouse. I want to hug my children. Do you get the way it is? So I won't just leave that as a closed subject. I will not continue uh, to reinvent that will. Um, if, I've never, if I grew up in family that don't show affection, I make a decision through this teaching to be, begin to show affection, to begin to show emotion. I mean, for many people, uh, being sober is hardening their face. So some people grew up in that uh, environment. You probably, if people are home, you don't even know whether they are happy or whether they are sad. So we need to change the narrative. I understand in the field of learning, what is being promoted mostly now is the ability of an individual to unlearn, to learn, to, so that you can unlearn, so that you can also relearn. That's how knowledge has been spared now. So this series has helped us to see things that are probably out of place. But it has also helped us to see things like I preached on Sunday from the kingdom of God, from the family of God's perspective. So tonight, I'm just going to share briefly, knowing the love of God, it's very important that we understand this. Knowing the love of God. And I want you to please open your Bibles, please, to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Knowing the love of God. Knowing means you are aware of it. And then you begin to live in the reality of it. Knowing the love of God. Knowing the love of God. Knowing the love of God. Look at what it says here. It says in verse 31. I have a Bible that subtitled this, God's everlasting love. God's everlasting love. So it said, verse 31. He said, what then shall we say to these things? Whatever it is that we have experienced or we're still experiencing, what shall we say to these things? He says, we, we say that if God is for us, no one can be against us. No situation, no problem, no challenges that we have identified. How do we know that? Verse 32. We know, verse 32, we're reading till um, 37, so please help me. He said, he who did, he's talking about God now, God has the nature, this everlasting love. He said, he did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. He said, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? The next verse. He said, who shall bring a charge against God's elect? In other words, when we, when we, align ourselves in the frequency of God, there is nothing that can bring us down. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? He said, it is God who justifies. Verse 34. He said, who is he who condemns? He said, it is Christ who died, and furthermore, is also risen. Who is it who is even at the right hand of God? So it means when Christ fulfilled that ministry, there is nothing like condemnation for us anymore. There is not even something like death because he rose from the dead and is now seated at the right hand of God and is making intercession for us. Can I have an amen tonight? Amen. So it now in verse 35, he asked the question, who shall separate us 
from the love of Christ. So, if God did not spare his own begotten son, if God has made all things uh, well in our lives, I mean, legally, if God has smiled favorably upon us, there is nothing that should separate us from the love of Christ. We need to begin to live in the reality of it, which is the vital reality of it in our lives today. It says, shall tribulation, shall distress, shall persecution, shall famine, shall nakedness, or peril, or sword. He said, as it is written, for your sakes we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Verse 37, he said, yet, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Can we repeat that tonight? One, two, three, go. We are more. We are more. We are more. We are more. That's what I want you to please take note of. We are more. No matter what life has thrown at us in our growing up, it's that in all these things, we are more. We are more. We are not little. We are not little. We are more. It means we can ride over those situations and circumstances. We are more. We are more. We are more than our situation. I mean, that's why you don't have to be tagged by any name. You know, sometimes society wants to tag us in a particular way. They want to tag the event of our life to become synonymous with our name. You know that up till now, this, I, there is an example in the scripture. So no matter what anyone is trying to do for us today, it's not new. They said the woman with the issue of blood. She has a name. But they tagged her with the circumstances of our life. There was a man at the gate called Beautiful. So he, that man has a name. But because he was constantly seen at that gate begging for harms, so they tagged up by that circumstances. They know for sure that if you are coming to service 9 a.m. in the morning, you will find that man there. If you are coming 12 noon, you will find him there. If you are coming at the hour of prayer, you will find him there. So sometimes the situation of life has tagged us. Has tagged us. But he says, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us, who loved us, who loved us, who loved us. So let's read the last verse together. There is the last verse. Yeah. One, two, three, go. For I am persuaded. Uh-huh. Stop first. Are you persuaded about the love of God? Are you are you? Are you? I'm asking that question because sometimes this day I meet people who just regard Christianity as just one of the things they embrace for the motion of their lives. No. I am persuaded. There is nothing that can make my life better than this. Yeah, that's how persuaded. Education, as much as it is good, can make because that's why you see professors, they still do stupid things if they don't know God. 
Man that is in honor and understand not is like the beast of the feet that perishes. Psalm 49 verse 20. So, I am persuaded. I am persuaded. And all of us, we must be persuaded in the love of God. We must. Otherwise, the devil can bring accusation. The devil can bring condemnation. The devil can steal our joy. The devil can kill us in that real sense. Kill us and take snub life out of us. The devil can destroy our lives. So let's read again. One, two, three, go. So, how do you get persuaded? I am is not talking about the outward man. It's talking about the inward man. I am persuaded. So, when I am persuaded, the spirit man is persuaded. Every activity of my mind and body has no other way but to just cooperate with who I am. Man is basically, I say again, that you know, is essentially a spirit being. He possesses a soul and he lives in a body. So, I am, is, can you see, it's capital really. I am persuaded. I am persuaded in the love of God. I am persuaded in the plan of God for my life. I am persuaded that God cannot mismanage my life. I am persuaded that his plan, his purposes concerning my life is surely going to come to pass. I am persuaded because I am in Christ that even though uh, the fig tree may not blossom, I will rejoice in the Lord my God and there will be a turnaround. I am persuaded that the strength of God is made available to me. I am persuaded that the help of God, he said, he will never leave me nor forsake me. I am persuaded that these things are operational. I am persuaded that the Egyptians that I see today, I will see them no more. I am persuaded that the acts of God is laid at the root of everything in my life. Whatever God has not planted will be uprooted out of my life. I am persuaded that the love of God constrains me to have a glorious life. Hallelujah. Praise God. So he says, I am persuaded. So these are things that militate against people in our world. But I am persuaded much more than these things. Praise God. I said, praise God. Can we read together those things? This time I will allow you to read all through. He said, let's go. One, two, three, go. Yeah. 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 Shall be able, just in case. I, I'm sure that a Jerry Crowder translation, eh? The way we render that word, I am persuaded. A mini that you. Is that somebody should help us check it in the U version? A mini you. I am persuaded. I am persuaded. I am persuaded. The reason why people say they want to backslide today is because they are not persuaded. The reason, I mean, you read it all the time. 
somebody is hungry, somebody has temporary challenges in business and decide to join a cult, it's because they are not persuaded in the first place. Somebody, I mean, I, I know someone uh, who is divorced today. Eh? When he wanted to get married, he married as a believer into another, into, he married a daughter of a rich man in another religion. Today the marriage is no more. He actually converted like they use the word. But he wasn't persuaded of his faith. So I am persuaded. I won't because of life situation and circumstances change my persuasion. Even though we are tempted, even though we have challenges of life, this word says he will never allow us to be tempted more than we can bear. Even for every temptation, it will provide for us what? A way of escape. So, when we are not persuaded, we look for option B. When we are not persuaded, we look for alternatives. But hey, he's talking, we are talking about the love of God tonight. Is that I am persuaded that neither death, nor life. A lot of people are afraid of death, but we are persuaded that this is not the end. This is actually the beginning. This is actually a preview of the life that is to come. Can I have an amen tonight? So I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels. These are things that people use in our world. So probably by other people. I mean, some people are eager to see angels. I don't, I, I, I don't have to see angels before, before I believe in the supernatural. Some people are eager to hear voices. Just say the Lord. And my son, my son. Mm -mm. With or without, I am persuaded that God is real. Some people are looking for audible voices. With or without it, in my own walk, a little walk with God, I am persuaded that God speaks to me. <laughs> Can I have an amen tonight? These are where the persuasion is. I don't have to see visible signs. I am persuaded that God heals. I am persuaded that God delivers. I am persuaded that God can give anyone, can restore people's lives. I, I am persuaded that God is able to save from guttermost to uttermost. Praise God. As I praise the Lord. I am persuaded that no matter how bad, badder, or baddest a person can be, there can be transformation of, in our lives. I am persuaded. So, there is no room to condemn or throw away people. There is no room. Is that I am persuaded that neither, even no principalities, nothing can take me down. At this stage, you know you have to get this persuasion as you read the word every day. I am persuaded. If Satan can show up tonight, I can have this conversation with me. I am persuaded that I will never be poor for the rest of my life. When I say poor now, some people's mind is money. So, pastor is a billionaire. No. No. As long as the sun is rising, as long as I am in the center of God's will for my life, I cannot be poor. In this room tonight are worthy people. God has planted you in my life. If I need counsel or advice about anything, I can easily call you and you can direct me. Can I have an amen tonight? Amen. That is wealth. That is wealth. That is wealth. Man is 
by design is deficient by design. So you need other people. We are talking about on our way into this place. We are just walking from the office. Hey, run away from anyone who says he can do all things. You do all things through Christ. Who strengthens you? So I am persuaded. No power. There is nothing. Even if they are hanging things anywhere, whether inside water or inside whatever they are hiding, if, they dis if somebody mutes the idea that they want to hide my name anywhere, the same way they are, they are hiding it is on hiding itself. I am persuaded. I have power over Satan. I am persuaded. I have power over principalities and power. I am persuaded. I am not in competition with witches, witch, witchcraft, or wizards. I have power above them because Ephesians 2, 6 says, I am seated. Have you ever seen kings standing up to say, all you subjects, you are, you are man. all you citizens, you are man. Keys, kings decree. They sit down. They don't even shout the way I'm shouting. They pick their words silently. As a matter of fact, if you see some king, they don't even talk. Somebody is close by. Eh? Who they, as they are whispering their words, the person is re-echoing it. Because kings don't shout. They are mindful of their authority. They are mindful of their position. Princes decree justice. Can I have an amen tonight? Amen. I mean, if these things, people are doing it in the natural realm, how much more, that more that God has said, neither things to come, nor height, nor, nor, nor depth, nor create other creator in case there, those things are not available. Whatever is created shall be able can I have an amen tonight? You need to be persuaded about those three words. Shall be able, shall be able, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Praise God. I said, praise the Lord. So no matter the challenges of life, the Father's love is constant. Can I have an amen to that? I mean, you have to be persuaded in that. You have to. You have to. You have to. You know, some of our parents actually exhibited that. I mean, listening to Lala, Lala said, my mother decided that as long as you pass through this house, the least you can have is a master's degree. That's persuasion. That's persuasion. That's persuasion. That's persuasion. I know friends who their parents didn't go to school. It was their grandmother who trained them, and that grandmother didn't go to school, and they were in school. They are all over the world today. It's persuasion. It's persuasion. People can make that persuasion in the natural, but we are saying tonight that we even make it in the spirit because God is the one who has our master plan in his hand. So we are persuaded. He cannot mismanage us. We are persuaded. It doesn't matter the challenges of life. Yeah. I mean, it will come. I mean, the world is broken. But hey, as it comes, it will leave. And sometimes, when you are persuaded in the much more of God, when it leaves, you don't even know. Can I have an amen tonight? So, God's love is the Father's love. Is constant. And being persuaded in that love, 
should be our goal. Our goal is not miracles. And that's where many people miss it in the world today. So instead of being assured in God's love, and how do you know it? You know what is in the will. People are running outside. It's not on the outside. It's from the inside. You have to be persuaded. I am fully persuaded. You know, this persuasion, it's, it goes in a variety of ways. A businessman must be persuaded for his business to work. Can I have an amen? A career person must be persuaded. You must be persuaded. There are many people who are your, your competition, but you are just persuaded that you, when you make that uh, presentation, he hits them up. You are persuaded that you are preferred above every other person. So Paul says, I am persuaded. I am persuaded. I am assured in Father's law. So there is nothing like unchallenged faith. There is nothing like that. But the truth is that we have the victory. So all the spaces we've gone through, some of us have been maltreated while growing up. All those things, they are just things, now that you are in the light, they are just things that challenge your faith. But the truth about this is that the victory of the Lord is constant. Can I have an amen? amen. The love of God is constant. Yes, the love of God. And so, what did Paul encourage us? He encouraged us in 1 Corinthians 14.1. He said, make love your aim. Make this love of God your aim. He said, pursue it. Pursue it. Pursue it. Pursue it. Make it that singular pursuit. The love of God. I want to know it. I want to know it. Paul, writing to the Ephesians believer, he talks about the height and the depth of it, the length and the breadth of it. I want to know it. I want to know it. So how do we connect knowing it? Number one, number one, how, what does God's love do in our life? Number one, God's love helps us to relate to the Father. It helps us. When you know the love of God, you are able to relate with, to God the Father more. You know, a lot of people still see God, uh, when they say God, they just, their focus is the atmospheric heaven. They look through it and all that. God lives on the inside of you. Can I have an amen? Yes. amen. You are the temple of God. He lives on the inside of you. So, the earlier you are persuaded that it's closer to you than you think, the better. So, it makes your fellowship with the, the Father. It helps you to relate to the Father better. God's love is unconditional. God's love is everlasting love. God is not about to get any one of us. He wants us to be convinced and be persuaded in his love. And if you love someone, you won't want to hurt him. Can I have an amen to that? Amen. Secondly, God's love affects the way we pray. It affects it. In John chapter 17, verses 23 and 24. John chapter 17, verses 23 and 24. Can we read? John chapter 17, verses 23. He said, I in them, and you in me. He said that they may be perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me, as I have loved them, as you have loved me. Verse 24. He said, Father, I desire that they also, whom you gave me, may be with me where I am. He said that they may Behold my glory. Can you see the mind of God concerning you and I? 
which you have given me, for you loved me before the foundation of the world. So God's love will affect the way we pray. You know, sometimes we think that the moment we are asking for something in prayer, for example, that's the moment God wants to do it. We say, we pray, people pray things like, uh, uh, do something new in my life. I'm not saying that that may be wrong. I mean, depending on what you want. But it's not that at that point that God will begin to create that new thing. He just wants you to align. His benefits are new every morning. Can I have an amen? amen? Sometimes we need to correct our theology on all these things. Theology is the study of God. So sometimes we need to correct it. The perspective that we have towards this God. Can we read together John 16, 27? John 16, 27. So prayer is our sonship privilege. He said, for the Father himself loves you because you have loved me. And I believe that I came from, from the Father. How many of us can relate with Jesus very well? But when we say God the Father, the picture that many people are carrying is that one that killed in the Old Testament. Can I have an amen? The smoke, the fire, and they don't want to dare him. And of course, for many people, the Holy Ghost is that flying dove that John saw on Jesus. But hey, Father's love, the same love that existed between Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, that's what we are sharing today. So the love of God, number one, like I said, will help us to relate with the Father better. Number two, the love of God will help, will affect the way we pray. It will affect the way we pray. You know, sometimes people pray. They say, ah, Lord, will you be looking at me like this? No, he has not. He said, he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So when I feel a sense of abandonment, it's to increase the tempo or the frequency of my fellowship. Can I have an amen? amen. Can I have an amen? amen? So it's very important. You know, I saw something. I saw a flyer uh, some two days ago. Um, I mean, it was something that you have to vomit my dollar now. And I'm saying to myself, <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of a scam is this? Let me see whether I can find it on my phone. It, it's funny to me, but it was like a seminar. How will you gather people for, for such a thing? Praise God. As I praise God. But these are things that people, because people are not even aware of who they are. They are not aware of their rights and privileges. They are gullible. Is that for me? It's my dollar now. Something, something like that. I can't find that. Let, don't let me waste time on it. But the truth is that that's the thing. When people don't know who this God is, they have different interpretation and picture of him. But hey, it will affect how you pray. Number three, it will affect how you view and relate with other people. When you understand the love of God, it affects the way you behave. It affects the way you view and relate with other people. And that brings me back to the subject of forgiveness. If you know that God has truly forgiven you, you will forgive other people. No matter their offense. Can I have an amen? amen. Because it says that if God decides to withhold our sin, he said none of us can stand. Have you read that in your Bible? So, when we understand the love of God, when we are growing in this love, we'll be able to see other people as being created in the image and likeness of God. And if God can forgive us, 
there is no sin or shortcoming that we can forgive in other people. Can I have an amen? amen. Can I have an amen? amen? You know, this, please don't interpret it wrongly. If having worked with this God, all you are still thinking about is out to revenge, you are not growing. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You are not. You need to review your work. If all that interests you, I mean, there is a video flying around. I sent that video to my friends. I said, I don't understand this. And because you are contesting for something, the people contesting it with you, one person die, the second person die, the third person die, the fourth person die, the seventh person. You now say that, ah, they don't know that you are anointed. No. 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 The same Bible that you are saying is that God does not want the, he doesn't desire the death of the sinner. We just need to be assured. I'm not saying don't draw boundary around your life. I'm not saying, I mean, he said lead us not into temptation. But what I'm simply saying, for the fact that you see such things, is not something to glory in. Can I have an amen? amen? You know, in our saying, in our saying, especially in this thing, if you don't like someone, and then something misfortune happened to that person, what do we all say? We say, God, catch up. God doesn't catch people. He doesn't catch people. He wants people to be saved. He wants people to repent and come to the knowledge of his love. You think that God is happy losing people to hell and Satan? No. 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 I mean, some people have tagged it. Please don't get me wrong. They tag some things as odd prayers. And those odd prayers are those prayers where they have conjured things that the other person should die. No. No. What do you have to gain if all your neighbors die? No. There is nothing to gain. What do you have to gain if all your family members die? Just because you have the impression that it's somebody that is doing you. Praise God. I said praise God. I know it's cultural, but let's do Bible culture. That's what I'm saying. Nobody's running after me in the village. And they are not as powerful as that. Only God is, can be present everywhere at the same time. Praise God. Praise God. The Bible talking about Jesus. And that's the consciousness. They came to me, him. Because we share in his life. They came to him. And he just made a statement. Because they came to him and wanted to evade him. He said, whom are you looking for? The Bible recorded that at that point that he made that statement, all of them fell. Nobody can harm you. Can I have an amen tonight? You be persuaded in God's love. Be persuaded in it. Walk in the reality of it. Walk in the reality of it. I, I don't know. I don't know. Of course, you know here. You know, sometimes, some of the things, I, I mean, God helps people like us, Heli, and he's still helping us continually. I've been at big meetings, healing meetings, things happening supernaturally. And when they start such meeting, nobody even buying Satan, nobody lose. The, and you know, sometimes you can be in meeting for the first 30 minutes, people are binding and losing. And, and it's a very simple understanding. He said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. If we believe the love of, word of Jesus, oh, Jesus can, and you know we pray those prayers. 
plus Jesus minus the devil. No, no, they are not at the same realm. If Jesus is present in the, even if angels are present in the place, no darkness can come near that light. Can I have an amen tonight? Amen. You know, some, sometimes all these things, we form religiosity around it. Praise God. What do you do with the devil? The Bible says he's under your feet today. So you ignore. If somebody is under your feet, do you, do you take note of it? Look at the ground we are walking in. It's clean. It's clean. But we have to match on it. It's the same thing. Match on the devil. And I have an amen tonight. So God's law will affect the way you view and relate with other people. Please. Tonight, if you don't believe it, ask the Holy Ghost, it will tell you. Please, the next person sitting by you, whether in boss, by your neighbor, they are not your enemies. Your family members, because they, you had disagreement, they are not your enemies. The devil can use people, no doubt about it, but you must be able to recognize far enough rather than build hatred and resentment towards people. Can I have an amen? You know, Jesus, I mean, Peter said something around Jesus, and Jesus knew that it was the devil trying to take over his voice. And he said, I rebuke you. Not, not Peter Anderson. Oh, he rebuked Satan behind that utterance that Jesus will not go to the cross. Praise God. I said, praise God. I didn't plan this, but let me just teach it anyhow. At least somebody needs to be free tonight. Praise God. Maybe somebody will watch this later. You know, there, there are so many things. I, I believe, I, I may be wrong, I believe that there are many things we ascribe to Satan, that if you call Satan, if we are physically present, he will be saying, ah, which one now? I don't even know what these people are talking about. They just said, I have done this thing again. I, I believe that Satan is permanently in, in deep mystery. Because he's, he's just saying that. They say, oh, Satan, you have done this to me again. I don't, I don't even know who I do. I don't even understand what these people are. Praise God. Praise God. And please, let me share something with you. It's also in the scripture, somewhere in Peter. It says that even this inheritance that we share with Christ, he said even the angels, they desire it. They, look, they desire, they are looking earnestly. If the angels go, angels, they don't have access to it, how can evil spirit and all these things we have access Praise God. Praise God. And because somebody, I mean, if you read Bible, the Bible talks about that evil Satan is, is transformed himself as a gel of light. Because somebody put mirror hey, in a place and they are looking at somebody on the street of London, does not know mean that if you show up in that mirror, they will see you. If I, if I show up in any mirror on that sun, that mirror, that's the end of sorcery. For those people, if I should show up, praise God. I said, praise God. Because my life, I've read the book. My life is hidden in Christ and Christ in God. So can God show up in that small mirror that somebody who is hungry in one village? Have you ever seen a, a, a good abalist live in the city? Even if they use iPad, because I understand they use iPad now. They will still go back into that bush. They don't, they, it's works of darkness, so they don't have light. They don't have wives. No women live with them. They don't have children. 
Praise God. I said, praise the Lord. So lastly tonight, it will change our worldview. When you know the love of the Father, it, show, it changes your worldview. It changes your worldview. Anyone who is not a believer lives in confusion. Lives in confusion. When I see people hmm, who are confused about their sexuality, my heart well with compassion. I mean, is it not a confusion? I say, I, I feel that I am a man in the morning. Two hours later, I feel that I am actually a monkey. Another hours later, that's, that's the higher, I don't know what to qualify it. I don't know what they call it in medicine. But that's, that's personality disorder. And then if I feel like a fish, I turn myself into fish, I'm now not satisfied that I'm now a fish. No. No. So, compassion, it helps our worldview. One thing that I know, in fact, a, a friend was trying to describe this over the weekend. Was it allowed? I had it. It's a new description now. No, I think I, I was listening to someone that you have to define it. It's not just enough to say a male, a male child who is a boy. A female child who is a girl. So male child, male girl. So you have to define it because female can decide to be a boy. Is that not a confusion? What? I mean, the love of God just helps us. It frames our own worldview. It frames our own worldview. People talk about inclusion. There's nobody who has excluded anyone. It's condemnation that makes somebody feel that he's excluded. It's guilt. It's low self-esteem. The truth is that in our work, because you have to a little cross dresser, even the people who are normal in dressing, one little one will come out normal. If somebody is is not confused. Eh? You're confused about dressing. You're confused about social living good with other people. The people have their own issues that they're dealing with. They, don't, they are not bothered. Who is excluding you? People talk about the inclusion. Nobody is excluding anyone. I mean, I, you have to also respect my own view. So I will not join a boy and a boy. You want me to respect your view? You have to also, also respect mine. There's no way a boy and a boy can pro reproduce new life. Can I have an amen? amen? Foolishness is banned in the heart of a child. Bokini, Road of correction. It's not abuse. Road of correction. Eh? Road of correction. Have you seen where they beat mad people before? They are, they are sinner at the moment they are being beaten. Yeah. So, it, ha it helps us, our worldview. So, when I see people who are confused in this world, compassion rises from within me. It's not condemnation. It's compassion. It's compassion. 
So the love of God, it's very critical. Maybe we'll take one or two things. And so that love is what, when we are perfected in it, that's when we can get married. And the other person who is perfected in God's love, the two of us can build that same environment where other people are given opportunity to grow. Can I have an amen? amen? What we don't have, we cannot give. In conclusion tonight, a good marriage doesn't just happen, oh, brothers, sisters. It doesn't. It doesn't. But the fact that somebody says, I'm a Christian, you are a Christian, it doesn't suggest that you have a successful marriage. You have to be intentional. You have to work things out. You have to say, Lord, my ego, my uh, will, strong will, might will, uh, no will, has to be broken. Such that the word of God can walk in and through us. So God's love helps us to relate to the Father. We can relate with him. He's our Father. God's love affects the way we pray. Affects the way we pray. Affects the way we pray. If Pastor Sheye is my father and I'm conscious that he's, he's in this room and I'm conversing with him, will I be shouting on the top of my voice? The person I need to shout eh, is the devil because sometimes he's deaf. Need to remind him what the word says. So, prayer is conversation. So, I see it. And I say, Lord, I don't understand. Yesterday, I felt alone and all that. He can even tell me, my son, put your head in my bosom. And then he discusses it. The next time you feel that way, have you, do you remember what he says in my, what I said to you in my word? I will never leave you nor forsake you. I mean, I'm, I'm still here with you. And then he comforts you. So it affects the way we pray. It affects the way we view ourselves and relate with other people. You know, we are quick to condemn. We are quick to call people devil. No, God's image. They are not. It's just that we, are, we can disagree with people but without being disagreeable. Praise God. And it helps our worldview. It helps our world. I mean, you see things... You see things happening. I mean, you, you see things happening in awkward places now. And you know, your first reaction, please, my brothers, my sisters should not be, is because of the sins of those people. You see flood, you see earthquake, you say, ah, they are this, they are that. Mm -mm. Let God's love affect your worldview. Let it affect your worldview. And things are happening in our world. There is a closure that is happening already and we need to come. That, that, that word will mean there is work to be done and we need to cover grants. There's nothing permanent here. Praise God. And you know, and I'm sure that you've been seeing some of this video, just some displacement in the ocean. Before you know it, water is everywhere. I mean, I was, I was watching something um, inside Niger Delta, those are things I also like to watch so that I know what is happening in our own country. And they were showing a particular village somewhere in, 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 in rivers, in river state. And the person narrating that story, I mean, if you see massive uh, village mansions that have been swept away. And he was saying that when they were growing, when they were younger, they used to walk miles to get to where the water is. But now, 
the water gradually has swept away almost two-thirds of that town. Things are happening. Rainwater. He said they don't even sleep because you have to look at the water as, as we speak. You have to look at the water level before you know where to go and sleep because water can come at any time. It has nothing to do with rain and all that. So things have changed in our world. See what has happening in Libya and all these places. People are displaced. Fear is everywhere. So the love of God will help us. We change our worldview. People are dying every day. The love of God will change our worldview. That's why I commended you here for being in the service tonight. People are trying to adjust to the reality of the times in Nigeria. So times are hard in the natural. So this is just should affect us. And please, you are not the center of the universe. I am not. Not the center. So things don't revolve around me. Neither is it revolving around you. So you also have to, if God is helping you, let it also shape your worldview. There are many people who are not in that position. Praise God. So it should help you to pray. It helps you to stand in God. It should help you to be able to, to relate, share what you have with other people. And I have an amen tonight. Amen. This message is brought to you by the Lighthouse Christian Outreach Center. The Lighthouse, House 7, Plot 2, Slash 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. For inquiries, please log on to www.lighthousenergy.org for more.